everybody it's been a while since i've recorded any content and uh, posted anything um i think i mentioned this in my last podcast that i was pregnant so i had my we had our second girl in june and i haven't i mean even prior to her birth i don't think i'd recorded anything i think the last thing was in may um Anyways, so yeah, she's three months now, and I figured I'd take this opportunity to record at least a little bit of something. I'm not using my equipment today, I'm just using my phone, so if you notice that the audio is different, that's why, because I wanted to just be able to start recording, and without having to set up my microphone or my laptop or the pop mic, just in case somebody wakes up soon and I have to go... (laughs) So I have a almost three-year-old and then a three-month-old, so it's fun. I love having girls. But anyway, so a lot has been going on um, in these last few months of... I don't even know where to start. But the main point I want to talk about today is how to advocate for your children. I am one that has probably struggled advocating for myself. I'm a people pleaser, I think by nature. So um, yeah, I don't, I am not one to correct people. I am not one to point out mistakes. I'm not one to make a situation awkward. I kind of just go with the flow and let things happen. So having children now it adds another another level because now as a parent you are not only advocating for yourself you are advocating for your children i don't think i've done a very good job at this so far and i want to do better because my children don't have the capability to speak up for what they feel is wrong or if they're uncomfortable or Um, If they don't want to do something, well, I take that back. My um, three-year-old, she or almost three-year-old, she's not three yet, but soon to be. She is able to say, you know, I don't want to do that, or, or um, you know, tell me what she wants. But there are some situations that I think it's harder for her to communicate that. And a perfect example is when I took her to the park. There were these other little girls there around the same age. And for whatever reason, the adult, their caregiver, I think was, because it was in another language that I don't understand, but I think she was telling the other little girls to like kiss my daughter (laughs) because they were kind of playing around each other. And so they were getting really up close to my daughter's face. And I was like, okay, they're not actually kissing her, but they're still kind of too close than what I'd like. I have a I have a choice here to um, stop it and to say no 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 you know that's too close or I don't want you kissing her or whatever but I didn't I just kind of watched it happen um, and I didn't see them actually kiss her but in one instance when I was talking to the caregiver I think it's when it happened <laughs> I think they actually did kiss her but I didn't see it and my daughter was just kind of sitting there like. She didn't really know what to do. So I I told her I told her to come to me and so she did. 
and I and I realized that you know I need to even though I couldn't address the situation right when it happened I didn't I felt like I needed to say something to my daughter so I told her I said did it um make you uncomfortable when they were that close to your face and she kind of didn't really answer and I so I just told her I said if if you are ever uncomfortable or you don't want somebody to do something to you or around you or anything that that you don't want like it's okay to tell them no it's okay to say to stop and so finally she's like no it's okay you know I liked it and so I said okay um but just just I just want you to know that you don't have to be okay with with things like that it just kind of it made me uncomfortable first of all I don't know why a stranger would tell their kids to kiss another stranger it seems kind of weird to me I maybe it's a cultural thing I don't know um but also because like I need to be able I want to be able to say something when it comes to my children like I I feel like this is a part of an introvert's dilemma is that on the inside we think all these things and we feel all these things and we want to say all these things but then in the moment we kind of just like uh don't say anything <laughs> And another example is when my our second girl when she was born. Um so this happened with my first girl too. Like I think the day after I gave birth they have um this outsourced. I don't really know how it works the hospital, but there's this company that is allowed into the hospital to take newborn photos. And so they go, you know, room to room and ask, "Oh, you know, do you want me to take your picture?" So, the first time around, I was really kind of caught off guard. So, with my first daughter, I was kind of caught off guard that I, they had a photographer come in. Um and she's just said, "Oh, can I take pictures of your of your baby?" And I said, "Oh, is this for the hospital?" Like I thought it was some kind of record-keeping thing. So, I said, "Yeah, yeah." But then when I asked, "Oh, is this, you know, for the hospital?" And she said, "Oh, no, it's, you know, for basically your own it's your own photo session for your own personal photos. And she came when I was alone. So my husband had left. This is back in 2018. Um my husband had left and uh in the time he had left to come home and like shower, like so many people had come in and out of the hospital room. So I was a little overwhelmed. So when this photographer came in, I was like, uh, I don't really know what to say, but I do want pictures of my daughter, so okay, just, you know, do it. So, you know, she took the pictures and number 1, I wasn't super comfortable having um a, a flashing bulb in my, you know, one day old face, but you know, I didn't say anything then. Um so the second time around, I knew that that was a potential happening again, and I was like, you know what? I didn't mind I didn't mind the photographer coming in. It's fine. I'm going to do it again. So, sure enough, you know, the day after I gave birth, the photographer comes in, asks if I want my photos taken, and again, my husband was not there. So, I was like, okay, I'm just by myself. So, I but I was ready. I was like, yeah, I do want pictures of my my newborn. So, while she was, you know, um so she had, okay. Now it's 2021, okay? So, she's wearing a mask. She has gloves on. and while she's getting like her equipment ready she's like touching everything with her gloves and then you know i i'm like oh, she's not going to really touch you know my baby so like her face or anything it's fine 
Um, but anyway, I don't remember what her purpose was for doing this, but she, she like stuck her, one of her fingers in my baby's mouth. There was a reason for it. I mean, she didn't explain anything to me at all, but I remember watching and thinking, oh, she's trying to do something. So I didn't really stop her but then even regardless regardless of whatever she was trying to do like make her look in her direction or whatever like I'm was not okay with her sticking her finger her gloved finger but still her finger in her mouth um especially since like I don't care if she's wearing gloves like she's touching her camera she's touching the keyboard like I don't think she wipes that down or I, if she does she doesn't tell me I have no like reassurance like hey I clean my equipment before I go to the you know room to room there was none of that but I didn't ask either I just kind of let things happen then that was that and I was like oh. so again I have these feelings and thoughts in my head but I don't see anything and then you know we're talking about pricing blah 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 kind of expensive for what I think it is but I thought I talked myself I talked my I rationalized into paying that much for what we got so yes, I was already feeling bad that I didn't, I missed an opportunity to advocate for my newborn in that moment. Alright, so I know that was a lot of different stories going on. And sorry if I'm boring you, I just think my stories, that those stories enhance, you know, the topic. So I have a, just a few more. Um, well, one instance where I finally did stop a child from doing something to my daughter. And so I was like, hey, small victory. This is one step. I'm moving in the direction that I want to go. So on another point of advocating for our children is where what we want to do is just be on top of and aware of setting physical boundaries. Yes. <laughs> so an example of that is not letting people hug or kiss her um, uninvited or if she doesn't want it, right? Mm -hmm. And also not forcing affection on anyone. So not forcing her to hug an uncle or to kiss an aunt or to uh, hug a family friend, whatever, whoever it is. That is something that my husband and I agree with. This is something we're going to do. Because there is a history of abuse and all it takes is one time for, you know, a negative memory or possible trauma to ensue so or to perpetuate. So, um, so what we do is just like we, are, we look for the potential dangers or the potential situations where um, because we've yeah. been in this situation, we know yeah. okay, this is where... Um, potential abuse can happen for me I'm just thinking of part pockets in my childhood where um, there wasn't adults around and things happened so also that's why I think it's important to look for clues to hold a conversation with your children hey you know how's it going how are you feeling did something happen today that made you feel uncomfortable did something happen today that you didn't like or whatever that case is the whatever the case is and obviously, I'm not yet a parent of a teenager, so that's another different kind of communicating with your children that I have no experience with whatsoever. So those of you who are parents of teenagers, I 
would really love that kind of input. So if you feel like sending in a recording or even a question or even a re- Should I say recording already? (laughs) Sending in a recording of your own experience of advocating for your children in the teenage years and even communicating with them as well, that'd be awesome. So here we are now and I'm thinking about how, you know, those missed opportunities I had without making myself feel guilty about it because, you know, it, it happened already. But going forward, I don't want to let things happen if I feel uncomfortable that they are happening in the first place especially with my kids Um, so I this just is something I need to work on I know for myself so I want to kind of throw it out there to you the listeners how do you advocate for your children hopefully uh, as things progress I'm able to stop really caring so much about hurting other people's feelings when it comes to the safety of my children. This was the topic that just popped into my head a few minutes ago because I was looking at the pictures, the pictures of my uh, girls when they were taken at the hospital, taken at the hospital and how I remember um, those moments where I wish I would have spoken up, but I didn't. So yeah, anyway, I'll see you all again in the next episode. Um, I kind of have a few ideas rolling around in my head. I know there were segments that I had started that are incomplete and I'm hoping to go back to them. And then there are other new things I want to do as well. Um, One of them being I kind of want to uh, include another creative aspect of this podcast and that's sharing like essays written from other moms on this podcast too. I'll probably start off with a few of my own just because that's content I have already and I have on hand. But um, by all means, if you want to share something on here, and I, I either you can record it and read it or you can send it to me and I will read it as well. Um, yeah, we can fine tune it as it goes along. But yeah, so I will catch you all in the next episode. And together we will help grow this podcast. And yes, again, just to reiterate, this podcast is geared toward other Seventh-day Adventist parents, or at least it's coming from an Adventist parent perspective, but anybody can listen to it. Anybody is invited to listen to it and become engaged. All right. So let's grow this podcast together. Sometimes I feel like giving up because every time I try to, not every time, oftentimes when I try to record or edit or do something, something happens and I don't get to it. So I don't know if I take that as a sign to keep going or as a sign to stop. (laughs) It's just one of those things. All right, everyone. Have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are in the world. And I'll see you in the next episode.